It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on vocnation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, vocnation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at vocnation. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, wrestling fans, this is the Dragon talking at you. Ricky Steamboat, Hall of Famer, and you're listening to The Room. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network on VOCNation.com. Uh, Brady Hicks here. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be with all you guys once again. This has truly been uh, it's, it's a highlight of the week for me. And I can't wait to talk with all of you. Uh, to call in tonight from the Incognito browser, uh, you can use it from your smartphone, from your tablet, from your computer, whatever the case may be. Uh, callvoc.com. Just visit callvoc.com, and uh, you'll be able to talk to us here tonight. And that's also how you reach out to any show on the VOC Nation Radio Network, uh, live and on-demand programming pretty much every day of the week. And uh, All right, that was a mouthful. But I'm happy to be here. Uh, joining me as always, we have Maniac Matt Grimm. What's going on, Matt? You there? All right. Uh, Howard, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so Matt, Not much. He must have stepped away from his desk. I'm, I, I'm here. I was there on. you are. There he is. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I, great. I'm great. I started off on mute. So, yeah, we're off to a rough start now. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And, Howard, you said you're good. Yeah, and, Matt, you know, it, it could be worse than being on mute because 
last week on WCW Retro, and I apologize to everybody. <laughs> Matt, you're, you're, Matt, you're going to laugh, but I had a two-hour conversation with Rat Boy, and that was it because I forgot to hit the go live button. <laughs> so, so you being on mute is not a big deal. <laughs> oh, the pain right there. <laughs> You, you you saved the listeners, that's for sure. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I wish, wouldn't it be great if Triple H forgot to go live one week? No, I wish Pat McAfee would forget to go live one week. <laughs> yeah, just leave him on mute. Just leave him on mute. <laughs> give, him like a, give him like a play microphone. He, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't been as bad, Howard, at least in my opinion. Uh, now, I can't stand him, but I feel like he's been toned down since he came back. Yeah, but uh, like I said in the chat, I I think the the commentary team works better when there's a good guy and there's a bad guy. You got to have that difference of opinion. You got to have a bad guy that's going to support whatever the bad guy's doing and give a reason why he, he's he's able to do what he does. Well, you don't think Michael yeah. Cole's a bad guy? Uh, I, I don't think he's consistently a bad guy. No, no, no he's just like a jerk. There's a difference. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I, I do agree. With you. It just works better that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And naturally, like, Pat McAfee should be the bad guy. I don't know if they're afraid of damaging his image because of all the other stuff that he does or what, but he would be so better served as a heel. Yeah, because then I could get behind him because I already don't like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's the least of your worries. You know, the people telling the story, I mean, you know, uh, I had an example and I don't want to use it because it's off color, Matt, and that's not me anymore. I'm, I'm not off color. Uh, Since yeah. when? <laughs> okay. It would be like, what is like the worst book? That you can think of, um, probably the I know, that's so vague. Ray by Thornton Wilder. Okay, yeah. See, I was going more along the lines of like Mein Kampf, but I know exactly what you mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was intentionally vague. I mean, I wasn't intentionally vague there, uh, but I was being vague in a way. It would be like, you know, you're blaming the narrator for telling a horrible story to your child. You're not blaming the book for being a horrible story. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. So that's WWE in a nutshell. I Listen, I don't like Pat McAfee, uh, but I don't blame him for the garbage that we've been getting on. I, I, I think SmackDown is heads and shoulders above the other shows, but that's largely due to the star power. I, I don't think... I don't think that Raw is telling good stories. I think it's lazy. No, Raw, Raw is painful. It's painful to watch in general, and it was not very good last night either. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yep. it's pretty, pretty bad. The, the, the only advantage to watching it today is it, uh, it took me like 55 minutes to watch the whole show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like watching them on DVR, I got to say, because like, you know, you fast forward through the commercials and the other stuff, and it's like, I get the whole program if I want to, but I don't have to. 
And uh, right. the, other thing that, the other thing that's really beneficial is that I'm always working when it's on, so I'm really not catching anything. It's always just kind of background noise. But for me, yeah, because, like, I sp- yeah. like I have to digest no, so much of this crap. That for right. me, it's more about knowing the angles and like the stuff that's going on than it is actually sitting and and watching matches or watching really bad interviews. Oh, the interviews! The interviews have been bad too. No, I almost I almost wish they would take a step back and just stop doing backstage interviews. The old shows didn't like they would do like one or two on a show. Now it's like every other segment is like a backstage thing. And there's too many people who get interviewed who just have no, like, don't really have a storyline at all. Right. And, like, to go a step further, like, aren't in a program that's interesting. Like, I I don't need to see Chad Gable and Ivar fight ever again. Like, ever again. (laughs) Like, it would be, it will be too soon. It's like, I'm not invested in anything that Alpha Academy does because they're they're the clown car of, of Raw right now. And the Viking Raiders have been turned into a joke. So why are we bothering with backstage interviews for, for, for feuds like this? Yeah. And I read that they have a lot of faith in Ivar since his partner got hurt. Like they actually they want to do stuff putting, with him. They must because they keep putting him in matches every week, but yeah, just none of it feels important. I don't know, man. I really don't know. But that that's part of a problem. Like, I, I feel like almost none of it feels important. You know? Um, and especially what does feel Raw. Yeah. Like, what does feel important? Cody, Seth, McIntyre, and sometimes Jey Uso. I think that's it. Gunther, yeah. Gunther, if he's in a really compelling match, but otherwise, no. Yeah, I'm still salty. They gave away. They gave away one of my matches last night for WrestleMania. Yeah, they did. Well, that, that's because <laughs> they're doing the match that all three of us said we didn't really want. Oh God, it's like so. So maybe we should have had Jim and Jimmy and Jay on our WrestleMania card, and then maybe they would have, you know, not had the um the. The match there, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's deflating, Howard. Because I I saved WrestleMania last week, and they don't even care. <laughs> nope. they don't even care. No, they don't. It's like they don't, they don't even listen. It's like they don't even listen. I was so looking forward to. To him win an intercontinental title there. I didn't, I didn't want to see it on Raw. Yeah. I really didn't want it to end. Although it was an interesting ending. I mean, but I, I just didn't want to see it end on Raw. You, like, like Matt said, you gave away a main event match on that everybody wanted to see on free television. Yeah. Now, brace yourselves because it gets better. Um, I was reading a report. And, and and it could just be a report. It could just be a rumor, whatever. Um, but The Rock seems to be lobbying for Brian Gewertz to take over. And if you guys take are familiar creative. with him, yes. Well, it, uh, yeah, I, I I heard I read a report, and I didn't read too much into it about a week ago that 
The Rock was going to fire Triple H, you know, after WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna get fired, but I wonder if they're not gonna move Triple H away from creative in light of everything that's been going on. It wouldn't surprise me if he's if one way or another he's gone by this time next year. I'm not saying that that would definitely I think that would definitely happen, but I don't think that's impossible either. Oh well, yeah, I don't think it's impossible. I, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't happen, but I I think it's entirely possible that it does, sure. And for those who aren't familiar, Brian Gortz, he was like the writer in like the toward the end of the attitude era, all through like ruthless aggression into like the mid two thousands. I I forget exactly when he stopped, maybe nine or ten. Um you know. You're looking for the guy that wrote Katie Vick, he's your guy. Yeah. Yeah, not not one of his finer points, but The Rock no. loves him. Well, they're like best friends, right? Or I guess yeah. not best friends, but certainly. Well, they've been in business together. I mean, he used to write a lot of help. I, I, my understanding was that he, he helped write a lot of The Rock's promos back in the day. And maybe yeah. writes the wrong word, maybe, but like help him craft them. Um, and, He'd come I mean, up with he, a lot of his funny one-liners. And he's and he's been he's worked for the Rock's company for years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's been like producer on a lot of his shows and stuff like that, including Young Rock. No, saying yeah, yeah, even Young Rock, yeah. Um, and the Ballers. I think he was involved in that. So like, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff there, bunch of stuff there. And like Brian Gowertz aside, am I even saying that right? I think it's Gowertz or, or I think you're right. I think it's Gowertz. It's Gowertz, um, yeah. Yeah, but him aside, this is the problem that happens every time The Rock comes back. Not power struggle, that's a new one. But seeing The Rock on TV just makes you realize how much better he is than everybody else on the roster. Yeah. Like, I was watching SmackDown, and for the first time in about five years... Roman felt like an afterthought just standing there watching somebody else talk. Almost like a sidekick. Exactly. Make no mistake about it, until The Rock turns on him, which I think is what's going to happen, um, The Rock is the leader of that group. <laughs> There's no way really, around it. really stinks. Like, Look at the way like, he handled the press conference. It was all Rock. Mm-hmm. And even the way the like the Rock understands how to position himself on camera, like he always gets himself so that he his biceps are literally right in the camera, so they end up yes. looking huge because they're the closest thing to it. Like he he did he used every technique he knew in, in the press conference, like and even on SmackDown uh, to make sure that he was seen as the dominant player in every every time that he's on screen. Yep. Yep. And on top of that, he's smart enough and witty enough to make people like him even though they're not supposed to. And that's a problem. I That's a problem. Because, Matt, in my opinion, people are starting to get buyer's remorse on Cody a little bit. You wanted it so badly. I don't think you thought it through. Now you've got this, and you really want that. Yeah, and and everything, and here's the thing, 
everything that The Rock said in that promo, even though he was in character and all that, everything that he said to that crowd about, like, you had the biggest WrestleMania match in history in your hands, and you threw it away because you want to repeat a last year. It's just short. Yeah, I mean, it was just short sight. It's like, I never wanted a repeat of last year's main event at all. No. Now, I felt like if you were going to do that, you might as well have had Cody win the title. Yeah, or have I'm not saying that's what I wanted, but I didn't want a rematch. No, no, that's the last thing. I absolutely do not want a Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns rematch this year. Yeah. Or next. Or next. Yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> and and for everybody who's saying that like Cody's the guy now, like I hate to bust your bubble, but with the that promo that The Rock cut showed why not just Cody, but the whole, this whole generation, this whole crop of people that WWE has, just, they're not stars. They weren't ever built or learned how to be stars, and they, and they don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, no, yeah, they, 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 and what I like about The Rock, even, even The Rock and, and Austin, you know, when, when, when those two were, were literally on fire, when you look through their character, The Rock never really changed who he was or what he said. Austin never changed who he was, you know, who he was or what he said for the most part. <clears throat> Yet we were booing him one month, and then he's the the, the hero the next month, and they never yep. changed. You know, yep. and Roddy Piper was the same way; he never changed whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. He he was saying all of the things that we wanted to hear or we wanted to say ourselves. Yep. The only slight change that all of them did is they were slightly, they were less cowardly as baby faces. Right. They said, and the stuff, they just directed it against the heels instead of the baby faces. Right. Yep. Yep, Yep, for sure. Um, Call VOC.com from the incognito browser on your phone, tablet, or computer. That's how you get in touch with us tonight. I am going to open up the phone lines uh, because in about 20 minutes, um, I... I kind of buried the lead here, uh, but the ECWA Super 8 tournament, from that tournament, uh, we're going to have Steve Pena. He's a fantastic independent wrestler. He's going to be joining us around 8.15 Eastern time. Uh, I'm going to go to the phones right now just to get him on and satisfy my morbid curiosity, even though I kind of have an idea what this is going to be. And we are going to bring on Mania Spoiler. Oh, boy. What's going on, Rat Boy? Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'll tell you what. WrestleMania time after, after this weekend. Big news just hit, okay, about Trent Asset, the independent wrestler that passed away. He's going in the Hall of Fame of, of the Indies. For GCW. Game yeah. Changer Wrestling, yep. Yeah. I did see and that. that. And it's going to happen in, in Philadelphia at the uh, Shining Inn uh, Hotel or something like that at 12, 12 o'clock. Did you say the Shining Hotel? That'd be <laughs> awesome. That'd be amazing. Take, do it in the like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining Hotel, whatever that name is, I don't care because I don't go there because they, they don't got my money. Oh, boy. The Shining Hotel. I love it. Yeah, hotel next to the uh the stadium there. Yeah. 
The real big one. You can't miss it. <laughs> but the so big, big on? ass hornet. What's going on with you, homie? I, I said uh, there was only one good match that I liked. Look at this goofy yeah. mask you're wearing. What do you, you got? A Trump hat? Yeah. Captain America t-shirt. Yeah. Mask. What's the mask? Yeah. Is that the flyers? What is that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I, I, I'm a mask wrestler. Yeah, but what does your mask have? Is it just flames? See? Oh, like Rey Mysterio. He's a Rey Mysterio mask, Matt. Yep. Captain well, America shirt, shirt the, a Trump the shirt hat. and the hat are incompatible. Me anti-Mexican, okay? Me anti-Mexican. Uh, uh, don't joke about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me get rid of the hat because yeah, you know Trump you know Trump is going to be in it. But for you Trump, Matt, I, Matt, I've always wondered this because I'm not a huge comic book guy. You might know the answer. So, like Captain America, right? He's like a good guy, right? He's generally like a superhero. Yeah. Right. Yep. Is there like an Iranian version where Captain America is like a bad guy and there's another superhero? I mean, there was a there was like a Russian version, um, you know, uh, like a Russian counterpart. To yeah, I got more on his t-shirt. See? Yeah, yeah, he does. So okay, so Captain America has been the bad guy in certain scenarios. He's like he's like Drew McIntyre or Bret Hart. I suppose, yeah. Like you know, <laughs> if it was you know. 1964, and you you lived in the Soviet Union, you probably probably kind of thought Captain America was a villain, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I always wondered I always wondered that. All right, Rat Boy. So you call yourself Mania Spoiler. Um is do do you know something that I don't? Yes. I doubt it. Go ahead. It's going to be Jay Usho versus Jimmy Usho at WrestleMania. Watch and see. Okay. Brother bro. I said that way too long ago about that. From the mouths of babes. From the mouths of babes. He's a regular Nostradamus. Oh my goodness. That's oh. going to happen. And, and, and oh I like the uh, female battle royal. Okay. I like, I, I like uh, Mrs. Uh, Bodybuilder, Mrs. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, boy, she's hot. I'm going to have to go after her instead of Nia Jax. Yeah, I can see that coming, too, at WrestleMania. 
Mm-hmm. Rodriguez versus Nia Jax. Just watch and see. So you think Nia Jax is going to win the title in Australia this weekend? You think so? And No, you said that. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> well, did he not just God, say that, no. madam? He did say <laughs> did, that. He did say that, right. It could happen. It's, it's Rhea Ripley's hometown. Know. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, under Vince McMahon, it would have. Vince oh, McMahon yeah. had no problem humiliating wrestlers in their hometown on their birthday. Except for Alexa Bliss. I think he she just always wanted, wanted sex home. with her. God, uh, and- I hope I hope that never happened. I hope I hope her experience there was just you know pleasant and and harassment free. God, me too. I didn't even think about that. That would be truly awful. Anything uh, else I, that boy? I gotta get yeah. Toro on. I'll come back yeah. to you. Why is that? I heard that uh, somebody might be coming back. You. One person might be coming back before WrestleMania. Who's that? Are you going to take over Gun- Gunther? Who's that? Eric Rowan. Okay. He might be coming back. And he's going to take over Gunther? Yep. What do you mean by take over Gunther? He's going to take the belt off of him. Watch and see. Okay. And one more thing. I don't think that's going to happen. One more thing before you put me on later. I got two more things I got to say before you get her. One more thing. I got two more things. I got three more things. Hold on. I got Uh, four more things. I got six more things. Five a.m. Five a.m. Right here on the East Coast for. You've only for, got three different ways, huh? You've only got four different ways. No, I got five different ways now. All right. Hurry up! I want to get to Torah. I got a bone to pick with Torah. Uh oh. We're done. Let's day. go. Go right to Torah. This Thursday, WCW, WCW and Retro. We're going back yep. to nineteen. 19- 86. And I'll oh, be so you're going back to last week. Huh? Uh, last, week, last week was 85. We're going to do 86 this year. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, want, I, I want to pull out all my 86 characters. Dog, right here. I'll be showing them off this right, week. We'll, we'll come back to you later on. Thanks. Tora. Yeah. First of all, how's your daughter? Is everything okay? Yeah, she's She's doing okay. Thanks for asking. Sure thing. Um, uh, I got a question. I was at the hospital with her yesterday morning okay. before I had the surgery. And then um, she came home after that. Oh, Frankie. And then um, I stayed with her. And then I went home that later on. Then I went to her school today to okay. talk with her teachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went back to her house and took me a nap. After all that, I was so worn out, tired, and got back up and came home. So you didn't use the bathroom all that time? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just because you listed everything you did. Um, <laughs> you fun. Yeah, sure, but okay. um, I want to. I want to tell you guys a story. And this involves Tora. We're gonna... What? Tora, on Sunday I was exhausted. I went to bed early. I laid in bed for about three or four hours, couldn't sleep. 
Around midnight, I fell asleep Sunday night. At 12.30 in the morning, Tora, 12.30 in the morning, my time, my phone rings. Do you know who called me at 12.30 in the morning when I finally fell asleep, Tora? Uh-uh. It was you. You called me at 12.30 in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing? You're a mess. Um, I couldn't sleep, and, and I was thinking oh, I about my day. Either. That's not cool. You don't call somebody that late. I I oh crap! It's all right. She did text me first. You up? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I was just like, I was up all night, man. After that, mm -hmm. I was up. Oh, yeah. you think beauty comes naturally to her just because it always came natural to you? I really have to sleep in order to get beauty. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept your apology. Before the surgery and stuff, because I was being concerned because I had a hard time putting her to sleep, and I finally gave her melatonin gummies to put her to sleep. Oh. And I was surprised that he went to sleep finally. Yeah. That was a um, hard thing to do. Matt, it was a combination of things that went wrong with this. You know, first of all, obviously, <laughs> first of all, obviously, Tura was going through a lot. Second of all. And I need to remember this. Somehow, inevitably, every time the listeners manage to get my phone number. <laughs> How is that? How does that happen exactly? I, I, I find that concerning. I had to tell Rapoy a couple years ago that I got rid of my phone just to get him to stop calling me. He's laughing. Mm -mm. He's laughing. I, uh, I, one time, Dustin called me and I told him, this isn't my number. Don't call me again. I said, this is somebody else's. <laughs> and he didn't call me. But then I went home one day to my parents' house and there was, my mom's like, there's a voicemail for you on the, on the, you know, on the, on the answering machine. And I'm like, okay. And I listen and it's Dustin going, hello, Brady, Brady, you there, Brady, Brady. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Take I had to like go on air. I had to be like Dustin. Don't call that number. That's not me. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like the Pied Piper, Tora. Yeah. They'll just follow me. That's how it goes. It's like, did you ever play Lemmings, Matt? When you were younger. Oh my god. Yeah, a long time. It's ago. like Lemmings. <laughs> Like, sometimes I don't want to put my hand up, you know? Right. I just don't want to put my hand up. I just want to see what happens. I'll just let them march right off the cliff and, and see what happens. How you doing, Tori? Are you all right now? I'm okay. Okay. I finally got a chance to relax for the past couple of days. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I slept good last night, but I'm still exhausted. Absolutely mm. exhausted from the hospital. Yeah. Here's the thing. Never when you go to a hospital, never eat their hospital food. Never. The cafeteria never. is usually okay. Mm-mm. You know, my grandparents used to have a meal plan at the hospital. They would go there, they would go there five days a week and eat dinner. <laughs> you could like you could pay for like a it was mostly like patients and workers, but they, you know, they would 
they would they would go there and eat. Yeah, it, it's they they food at the the kids' hospital does not work out with me at all. Gotcha. Was it a Pepto Bismol night? No, it was like a throwing up night. I got you. Uh-uh. That's not what good. The hell? Is someone farting? I didn't ask Brady. That's yeah, right. Does <laughs> I, I had some hospital food today. <laughs> hospital food or Taco Bell, one or the other. Yeah, it, it always amazes me. In all seriousness, it doesn't. If you guys have ever eaten at a hospital, it amazes me that the place that's supposed to be the healthiest place in the world has the food that it has. <laughs> yeah, that's... that that sounds just like my kitten Frankie passing gas all the time. Yeah, the gas passer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, gas passer. Okay. You ever catch it and throw it back? Nah, I had to put his ass down. Oh, he's dead? That was yesterday. You put him down? No, no, no. He didn't die or anything. Oh, no, no, no. No, I had to put him on the floor. He, he, it, it's kind of it came out because it was like... It was crazy. Are we allowed to do that? Are we allowed to do that? I didn't know there was an option. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, but he's 11 months old, and he he be passing gas like crazy. Hi, honey. Yeah, it was was really crazy. And then he didn't say excuse me or anything. Go figure. Yeah. Probably taking him to the hospital with you. Nah, he's good. He's good. Okay. Yeah, he's good. good. He he's laying down right now. He he's he got an upset stomach. I got you. Yeah, he's gonna be you. one year old in two months. Didn't you say he was eleven months now? Yeah. So how's it gonna be two months? Um well he's turning one years old April first. On April Fool's okay. Day. Yeah. On April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. That should be my birthday. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I work tomorrow morning. Yeah, after that, I go back to my daughter's house and uh, watch her and stuff. Okay. She's walking Sounds slowly, good. but she's not walking normal. Sounds so like a plan, Stan. Gotcha. So, it might be the first time being back that I used up all my PTO in order for me to get paid from work. I got you. Yeah. I requested that I had to fill out the paperwork for it last week on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I just got over from being sick. Remember when I was on here Tuesday and you couldn't hardly see my eyes? No. Well, what happened was I couldn't hardly see from both of my eyes. Okay. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. You probably was drinking, so <laughs> ain't no telling what. Not but, always, pig. Yeah. So um, it's feeling a lot better. It was something that was going on, like pollen or something. Mm-hmm. Something that probably had made me have a bad allergic reaction from. 
I got you. Yeah, I wouldn't even feel better. Yeah, I'm feeling better now. You know, I just didn't want nobody else to, to like catch it. Yeah. Yeah, we could have gotten a virus that way. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, that's how they're transmitted. That's why I have a good firewall. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. All right, Tour, I'm going to put you back on hold. Um, but it was great to talk to you as always, and we'll come back to you later if we are, are able. Um, yeah. So anyway, guys, oh my God. I derailed that conversation. Uh, I just wanted to get them on before. <laughs> uh, am I being mean to Kathy? Like, she's like, I said, what do you guys want to talk about tonight? And she's like, just don't put the callers on. And I said, why? I said, why they talk? You don't talk and they talk. Why would I not put them on? <laughs> I know, that's mean. That's I'm not mean. getting involved in that one. Yeah, I love Kathy. I love Kathy. You know, there was one time I was doing a show and I started out with my mute on. My microphone was muted. And I got about two minutes into the intro and not a word was said by anybody. And then they just started giggling, and that's when I realized that my microphone was muted. Aww. Neither one of them thought to, like, begin the show when I wasn't talking. They just left it you hanging out funny. there to dry. Pretty much. And it was a... Yeah. Yep, they left me out there to dry. And it was a cold day. <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I'm fed up with WWE. The bad part about doing that exercise, Matt, where we each drafted our own WrestleMania cards is, like, we're not actually going to get to see our cards. No, we're not. And our ideas were all better than what they're coming up with. Exactly. That's such a shame. Exactly. Even Howard, who didn't put a world title on his card, (laughs) did a better job. Because I could care less about the, especially... All of the players involved I, I could care less yeah. about the world title at the minute. Right. God, Seth Rollins just feels like such an afterthought. Now he's talking about, like, I'm the world champion, but you know what? I'm totally fine with bat- with just being Cody Rhodes' backup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Listen. I'll watch your back. Like, what? Get out of here. Seth Rollins, like, he's an interesting character, and, like, I wouldn't mind watching him wrestle. But part of me can't wait for the day when, like, he's retired and just becomes, like, the next Jesse Ventura. Because I think he could be really good at it. Yeah. Or at least he'd dress like Jesse Ventura. That might be the extent of it. I just think part of his biggest problem is that ever since the shield broke up, his character has been so ill-defined and... Like I'll go a step further. Just, just so often, especially when he's portrayed as a heel, that he's just so, he's he's portrayed as being so weak, even though he's near the top of the card. It's like all these years later. Like it's, I know who Roman Reigns is. I know who John Moxley is. I still don't understand who the Seth Rollins character is. 
outside he, he dresses funny and he cackles like the Joker. Sure. And I get it. And honestly, their their booking hasn't done him very many favors. No, it hasn't. Uh, be, the only time that I can ever remember him looking halfway decent was when they had him beat Brock Lesnar in like three minutes at WrestleMania, which was like so off brand for him because to that point, he mostly had been like kind of a sneaky heel, you know, a cowardly yeah. heel. That had been pretty much his entire run. And then, like, all of a sudden, he's a baby face and he's destroying people. And now he's back to just being that guy that, like, wrestles for 30 minutes. Is has He's like Dolph Ziggler. He's like... He, he's on an even playing field with everybody all the time just so that all his matches can be as close to five-star as possible. And that makes people not care about him. Yeah. Yeah, and what happened to his to this life threatening back injury that he had? Oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, did it all did it automatically heal? Like, and he's a hundred percent now. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I need to see his doctor then. <laughs> yeah, you know they should have done an angle where like he had metal implanted in his spine, like Lex Luger with his forearm, and then he would like. Do like this, uh, like senton that just knocked people unconscious. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Again, I'm not a writer for WWE, but I, I would try to turn all these negatives into positives for them. I really would. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> you know that'd be amazing. <laughs> you go up on like the second rope. Just land on the guy with his back, and they just be out cold. <laughs> <laughs> just get knocked out. Right, because he has metal on his spine. <laughs> Got a titanium rod in his back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'd love to see WWE explain how it would be possible for a person to walk if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> They'd come up with something. <laughs> They'd come up with something, it, and it would be amazing. It would, it would really be amazing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be something. For it would sure. be like you, like you you stack the guys up in the corner and you have them go like running and like hit them with his back. It would look like he was Yokozuna out there. Just like right. <laughs> or or he, he takes a chair. He takes a chair shot and he can no sell it because you hit him yeah. in the back. Yeah, I would have like I would have like like sparks coming off his back when you hit him with the chair. <laughs> like metal on metal. <laughs> Fireworks going off everywhere. There's so many things they God. could do that they don't do. Or, or he wax, the guy whacks him in the yeah. back with a chair, and, and the guy's hands hurt because he hit the he hit the steel wall of the back. Exactly, exactly. Uh, hey guys, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to delay this nonsense right now because uh, our guest is here, and I don't want to keep him waiting. He is one of the premier athletes, independent wrestlers today. 
uh, out of Pro Wrestling Magic, his name, Steve Pena, and he's going to be part of the Super E tournament for ECWA, March 23rd in Morganville, New Jersey. Steve Pena, how you doing, man? Great. Thanks for joining us. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I'm doing, I'm doing great, by the way. How are you guys? Uh, doing really well. We're, we're having a good time tonight, and... Uh, yeah, like I said, we're we're excited to talk with you. Yeah, I didn't even see that you were there. I just like looked down and you're in the queue, listening to all my nonsense. I hear a bunch of laughing and all that. Exactly, <laughs> goofballs, man, just goofballs. So you must be pretty excited, right? I mean, the Super Eight tournament uh, coming up, Morganville, New Jersey. Um, tickets and information, by the way, ecwawrestling.com. Uh, what sort of things are you expecting from the Super Eight? Listen, first of all, I'm, oh my God, I'm super excited. Once I found out, um, it's one of those things where it's like, we have levels, right, to wrestling and what we want to accomplish. And and I've never said it publicly, you know, about the Super 8, but it's a, it's a huge thing that I wanted to do. Um, and I say it straight up, it's because of Low King. You know, I saw his match with Brian Danson years ago, years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like... It, I'm gonna sound very biased right now. Like I, I feel like New York wrestling back in the day was like the best. I'm talking about the low key days, the the, the his squad. You know what I'm saying? A homicide, red, all these people. So the fact that I wanted to be like low key, you know, when I think when I think of low key, I think of the Super Eight. You know, sure. Um, so that's that was my first mind, my first thought. So I, I was super excited. Um, and, let, and I'm gonna be honest, like you said, how like what I've been doing, but it's like the moment I found out, I kicked my training up like crazy because I feel, in my mind I'm going to three matches. I'm going all the way. Okay. Like I'm not I'm not going in. Well, I hope I no. I'm going all the way and I'm preparing for it. Like for, I, I found out when was it? I think January, no December, and ever since like my training has been crazy just to prepare for those three matches because I'm not gonna go home with wrestling less than three matches. <laughs> That's that's incredible, and best of luck with it. Uh, so you, you mentioned the low-key thing. Obviously, this is really personal for you. Did you kind of grow up familiar with the Super 8 tournament? Is that something that you always kind of wanted, or more recent? I, I wouldn't say recent, but if I didn't grow up with it either. Um, obviously, okay. as, as a child, I, all I watched was WWE. And I think it was, uh, oh, in all 08, I went to Final Battle. Final Battle 2008 at Hammerstein. And that's what introduced me to, like, wrestling outside of, you know, mainstream TV television. And that's what made me watch, you know, Noah. Me watching Noah, I started watching indie wrestling. You know, like Jersey All Pro, stuff like that. And, um, and like I said, when you see Low Key, what do you think? At least with me, when I looked up Low Key, I saw the... The Super 8. And that's what made me follow the Super 8 and how important it was. I mean, okay. uh, important it is, you know? Um, so, yeah, but I wouldn't say like I grew up on it, but I, it, it's, it's been on mine for years. You know, like I, I, like I said, I never said it publicly that I want to do it. But God forbid I can't wrestle anymore tomorrow. One of my biggest regrets will not be wrestling in the Super 8. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And to, to stay on the low-key thing for a second, what was it about him in particular that kind of made you want to emulate him? Oh, because I feel like New York wrestling, especially back then, was very different. I feel like mm -hmm. everything they did in the ring, you believe it. 
you didn't think, oh, well, they, it was fake. No, 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 no. Everything they did was like, was real. You know, like the, it's the, it, it, it's, you see storylines now on TV, you be like, oh my gosh, like what is, what's the line between, no, when you see guys like Homicide and Low Key, like let's say uh, Moth, like Russell, you don't, you, you legit believe from the moment they come out to the moment they go back, like that's really them and what they do in the ring is completely real. You know, so that kind of got me. Okay, cool. Um, so as we kind of move toward the Super 8 tournament, and um, it, I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with its past. I know you said, like, you know, a little bit through, like, the low-key stuff and everything. Um, but it's been a huge platform for people to kind of establish themselves on the independent scene and many times go on to, like, really big things in the industry. Yeah. Has it, um, has it occurred to you what kind of an opportunity this could be? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I felt like I was really, I was following it deeply. I think from like 16 to like the pandemic. Okay. So I knew the people that were in it and what they done after, let alone the winner. You know what I mean? Um, I know the pandemic kind of killed it a little bit, but it's like, Last year, who wasn't last year? Darius, right? Uh, last year was Joey Ace. Darius was two yeah, years Joe, ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, you see people like that, and it's like, okay, like, yeah. this is not no BS, you know, tournament. Like, I'm not saying it's picking back up, but this is the energy that I wanted of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it, whoever wins it is earned. It's, you can't BS around it. Like, you, you earned it. You know what I mean? Oh, sure, for sure. Yeah. Have you um, have you gotten to that point where it's like kind of a, a pinch me moment? Like, it, is it surreal for you ever? With the super eight? Yeah, I, it'll hit me once I get there. Okay, <laughs> I feel like okay. it's once once I get there, it'll it'll hit me. But it has like I try to think like there was a moment, um, and I, I'm very transparent with myself. Like it was I was at a very negative state of mind. I think around Christmas time or maybe after Christmas. And the thought of, yo, you have to super eight, snap me right out of it. Yeah. So that's how important it is to me, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, again, you know, because of the super eight, I, I think a lot of fans are going to get exposed to a lot of different styles and different wrestlers that maybe they're not as familiar with. Uh, for people who don't know Steve Pena, tell us a little bit about yourself. In terms of the, of the ring or, well, I'll say shut up. As like, far as, you, yeah. What when we're gonna see, say? What you see in the ring is what is what is how I am outside. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't put up a front, and I hate to say it, but it's the truth. I don't believe in gimmicks, especially for me. Just for me, this is just my mindset. I, I'm a big like Japanese wrestling fan. How the art of what happens in the ring is what matters the most, and not what comes out through here. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So what they will see, they will listen. And you can ask Darius. I don't know if you're gonna have Darius later on or whatever. Um, what you see is what you get. You, when I'm in the ring, you're gonna feel it. Whatever what you see, you you know what I mean? It, it, it's real. I don't hold back. Um, I I really do consider myself one of the top technical wrestlers who is not signed right now. I do hit hard, I'm snug. They're in they're in for a, a show, let me tell you. I don't know. The past years, what the fans seen in ECWA, but when I step in the ring, they will see the difference. 
Okay, uh, very good. Uh, now I'm kind of looking at the field here, and I don't know if you need a refresher who your potential opponents are, but is there anybody that kind of jumped out at you as like someone that you really want to make sure to try and mix it up with if you can? That's great. <laughs> Honestly, all of them, but I could say okay. me and Darius have like this romantic freaking rivalry for years, right? Like, <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys are, and I'll, I'll plug it right now. Like, I wrestled him last year at Battle Club, which was at that time was my favorite match ever. And if you guys can go watch it, please go watch it. It's on title match. It happened uh, last January um, for Battle Club Pro. Now, that match was special because, well, first of all, it was one of my favorite matches. Second, this is a shoot. Darius legit knocked me out like about five minutes in. I was gone. And if you watch, okay. you could you could see it. Um, and he knew it. He knew it. He knocked me out outside, kicked me. My head went straight to the ground. No mat. I was gone for a few seconds. So I had to finish the match. Not only I finished wow. it, but I won the match. Right. And um, I understand. We went. I think like fifteen more minutes. So it's like a personal mark on me. Like I, I'm very proud of that. But we killed it. Mm -hmm. We wrestled again a few months ago. I think it was October, and Magic. Another show, so it was another banger. I know people say, "Oh, we saw the show." No, go out, go to IWTV, watch it, and you let me know what you think. And I promise you, you're gonna be that sound. So I feel like, as much as I want to wrestle everyone, give me eight, seven matches. You know, let me wrestle everybody. But I feel like this it, it comes full circle with Darius. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And yeah. uh, you know, ECWA is really lucky. Darius is certainly one of them. Uh, but there were certain wrestlers where they always seem to bring out the best in you, no matter how bad you're, you're feeling or how down you are or whatever. Um, from what I've seen, what I've observed, and people that I've talked with, Darius Carter is one of those people. He brings out the best in you. Uh, I can only imagine what a match between the two of you at Super 8 would look like. You know what it is? I feel like pro, pro wrestling brings out. It, it, it exposes the realness out of you, right? Like I smack the dog shit out of your face, right? You got two choices. You can leave the ring or you yeah. can hit me back harder, you know what I mean? And Darius gives you that choice. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna hit you. You have to hit me back. If not, then you will be exposed. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? So I feel like pro wrestling is extremely hard and we're all tough. But <laughs> how tough are you, you know? Oh, sure. And um, you... you Go ahead, Howard. You had something? Yeah, well, and getting into the Super 8, I mean, I got my first exposure last year when Brady um, invited me to the event, and I'll tell you what, it's bar none, you know, I, and I know it's independent, but it was probably the best wrestling show period that I've seen in a, in a very long time. Mm. A lot of great competitors there, um, a lot of great athletes there. Going into this year, what, and I understand you're confident, because it if you're not confident, you're you're not you don't you don't stand a chance. But what right. gives you the edge to to make it all the way to the finals and be declared the Super Eight winner? What what gives you that confidence to be able to say I'm going to win this thing? I'm gonna say this, and, and this is real. I feel like wrestlers now they're more concerned about what happens, you know, on Twitter or X, <laughs> right. on social media. <laughs> right. on the, you know, I'm I'm not wrong, right? They're more right. concerned about pop in the internet world pop in the crowd i'm not worried about that and i and i say shit up i'm not worried about that i'm worried about once the bell ring from start to finish once that second bell rings i'm the one standing like it's it's it shit up like people 
I can't assume how the others feel. But I'm going to assume that they're excited to be in it and to get the exposure. But they're worried about more what's, what's going to come after it without being concerned of, no, you have to get through everybody to win. You know, just because you're in it doesn't mean nothing, honestly. Like, you have to get through with a win. You might you might lose the first round in freaking one minute, you know? And that's what I bring. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm a professional wrestler first. If you want to be entertained, watch somebody else. Or you want to see somebody smack the dog shot at somebody, watch T-Pinion. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's why I'm so confident. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to win. I'm here to fight. If the internet clout comes after, then God bless me. If not, so be it. I know I won. What, uh, what sort of things can we expect from Steve Pena? Let's say the next five to 10 years, assuming uh, that everything goes great on March 23rd. I, I, listen, I want to wrestle the best. Like, and okay. people tell me, oh, what's your goal? My goal is to wrestle the best. Like, I can honestly say that WWE is not my goal. It was for a while, but it's not anymore. I feel like okay. th- it's funny, but this is how I explain myself. I'm like a huge Karen when it comes to professional wrestling. I try to protect it as much as I possibly can. Okay. This is my art form, right? Like, this is my, that ring is my canvas. Let me paint my picture. You cannot tell me what to paint. I'm going to express the way I want to be. You know, I want to express myself. How I want to mm-hmm. fight, how, how how I want to wrestle. So like I like yeah, that WWE is not my goal. Um, if they come calling, of course I will go, right? But it's not my goal. My goal is like I said, I'm a huge Japanese, you know, wrestling fan. Um, I just want to wrestle the best. If this if this tournament, if this win skyrockets me to wrestle the best, which is my mindset right now, then so be it. Oh, it sounds yeah. <laughs> sounds like quite a plan. And you, honestly, you're you're um you're really in tune with yourself and what you want, which is a really great thing. Uh, I want to wish you nothing but the best. Uh, so, for people who maybe are on the fence about coming out to Super Eight, uh, what can they expect? I'm going to speak for everyone because I feel like we have a great lineup, right? For the Super Eight, I saw it. It's like I mean. I know one of my, and let me tell you that Jared Diaz is one of my best friends in the business. Okay. Which And it sucks that he's not on it, but I'm happy for him because he's going to be in Europe. Um, But still, like his replacement, like we have great wrestlers on, on, on this tournament, you know what I mean? So it's going to be a fight. Like every match, I, I try to have this fan, fantasy, like, right, like lineups, and it's like every match is a banger, you know? So I feel like... No knock on everything in the past five or ten years for the Super 8, but I think this is going to be one of the best ones. And I feel like it's like a – not underrated because it's not. That's not what I want to say. But once the show is done, I feel like the Super 8, which is already on top, will even go higher. Wow. That's a bold prediction. You yeah. know what, though? I was looking at the at the lineup, Steve, and I I totally agree with you. I, right. yeah, I feel yeah. like this is one of those years where, one of those years where like – Everybody coming in is kind of a hard hitter and at about the same level. So and anyone uh, can win it. Anyone can win it. That'd be amazing. Like underdog. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And that makes it exciting. You know, that that certainly right. does. Um, Steve, before we let you go, and thank you so much that the 15 minutes flew by like it was like nothing. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> Looks like it just started. Yeah. yeah. No, but like before we let you go, I have a huge favor to ask you. Yeah. I'm hoping that you'll record a bumper for us to play on the beginning of the show. That way, in 10 years, when you're this big Japanese star, 
we can pretend that we were best friends the whole time. <laughs> How's that sound? That sounds great. I, I, I love it too. Yeah. So if you could, uh, the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are, remind them that they're listening to In the Room, and we'll have you on your way. This is Steve Pena, and you're watching In the Room. I love it. Thank you so much, Steve. And, no, and best of luck. I, I can't wait to meet you on the 23rd of March. Thank you. I appreciate it. Likewise. All right. Take care. So there you have it. That was Steve Pena. And what we're going to do right now, guys, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. On the other side, we'll be back. We'll open up the phone lines and all that jazz. Uh, I almost said the old phone number. How about that? <laughs> God. Don't call that number. It's going to don't, be yeah, don't, please don't call it. <laughs> as soon as I get around to downloading the rest of the shows, I can stop paying $40 a month and just. <laughs> and life will be grand. Life will be grand for sure. Life will be granted. It'll be almost as good as having one of the best independent wrestlers in the world. Listen to a whole diatribe about how Seth Rollins needs an iron spine. For <laughs> <laughs> call voc.com from the incognito browser and i recommend that because of cookies and stuff from the incognito browser of your phone your tablet your computer call voc.com that's how you get in touch with us uh we'll be back on the other side we're going to open up the phone lines again and we're going to have some fun <coughs> right back hey this is a total package lex luger you're listening to the voc nation don't miss out voc nation strong maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year from the VOC Nation family. To all of you, please continue to pray for Strom Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stiggs of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. 
Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <laughs> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was a hell of a champion. Yeah. Here are exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Aptor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did didn't have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Welcome back, everybody. It's In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. Uh, don't forget to check out the ECWH Super 8 Tournament. That is March 23rd in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. And uh, thank you to Steve Pena for the time tonight. I, I got a feeling he's going to be somebody we're going to be seeing on TV in the future, which is a really exciting thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, Brady Hicks here. I've got Matt Grimm. I've got Howard Morgan with us. Uh, we've got Rat Boy on here. And uh, we've got you as well. If you want to call in tonight, the number is callvoc.com. Do that from your incognito browser on your phone, your tablet, your computer. And uh, 
you'll be in touch with us here tonight. Couple things uh, before we get into plugs for this week. Uh, this is the first time since we jumped over to StreamYard that I have yet to get a single comment in the chats. I find that very sad in a way. I, I hope that uh, all of our community of chatters are still out there, and I'm hoping that it'll pick up again. Maybe it's just one of those off nights. Uh, now, he's, now VOC Nation has live and on-demand programming pretty much each and every day of the week, which is pretty exciting in and of itself. Uh, tomorrow night, Rock and Roll Union returns. And on Thursday, Howard Morgan and Ratboy are going to be hosting... Uh, I guess it'll be another uh, house show version of WCW Retro, right, Howard? Untelevised house show? I'm, I'm hoping we go live this weekend. <laughs> okay. That, all we, right. that, we, that we remember to, to click the button. And, it's you know, I just one. had a I had a brain fart for a minute where the, the you know, the old platform would just go live whether you were kind of ready or not. And mm-hmm. this one you actually have to physically – click a button which is so difficult apparently i can't pull it off from where i was sitting <laughs> but i will i will remember to hit the the go live button um this coming week and we will be talking we're back in our way back machine and covering the year 1986 and everything wrestling related that happened within that year okay okay so 1986 I can't believe we're already up to 1986. I feel like 85 just flew by like it was nothing. <laughs> just, it took two hours. Nobody ever heard of it. And, <laughs> and we did 86. 86. <laughs> oh, God. Do me a favor. When you get from to 1995, can you forget to hit the stream again? <laughs> Maybe we'll just jump right over that one. <laughs> yeah. This way. 86 is the birth of the rat. That's when I start getting my name as Rap Boy. I was like, I was like, you were not born in 1986. 1886, yeah. maybe, but <laughs> that's why Abraham no, that, Lincoln is his favorite wrestler. I, I believe uh, that the, the movie came out, Rap Boy the movie, and all of a sudden the people keep on calling me Rap Boy because I look like Rap Boy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, this is origin story right there. That happened sometime in 86. I feel like we all played a part in what you became. Yeah. A wrestler. No, no, don't don't blame me. He was rap boy before I met him, so don't blame me. <laughs> me too. <Yeah. laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, I put the going up on somebody's door tonight and uh check up on somebody, but she called me, she she's okay. Go check on her anyway. Uh, I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be doing it on Thursday. How's that? No, don't oh, boy. Howard's not oh, going to remember to record it. Well yeah, done. I'm not going to remember to record it, so we got to do it tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, let me go find out. Let me call her real quick and find out she, she wants company. She might be in on that thing. Eyes closed right now. Are you, are you high? No. His eyes are like closed. Maybe it's just the angle. It's the angle. It's the angle. Okay. It's the angle. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. I had a great idea. I had a great idea during the commercial break, and Rap Boy, we can even open it up to you. Uh, but I was thinking about it for the last basically month. We've been actively trying to save WWE. Am I right? I mean, it started out 
three weeks ago, Matt, when you and Howard did your did your uh, WrestleMania ideal cards. Last year, I introduced mm-hmm. mine, and tonight I rebooked Seth Rollins in such a way that would make people care. Uh-huh. So our homework for assignment for next week, if you guys are up for it, take one wrestler. It doesn't even have to be a WWE wrestler. Rebook them. Make them interesting. For If you choose, and I'm not picking on them, but if you choose Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, Make yeah. him the center of your universe and give everybody a reason to be so heavily invested in him that he can be a huge deal. It can be nonsensical like I did. Or it can just be, you know, what you think would really work to get people to care about somebody. So that's your homework assignment. I'm, I'm going to have to message Kathy. She's going to have to do this too. Well, not I tonight. gotta do one not because tonight. I'm not gonna be around next week because I gotta do do something very important next week. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. What is that? The young bucks are okay. I like to see them get a, a different gimmick. Both government. Oh, so he's taking my idea. Okay, I got. That's yeah. That's a, that's exactly what Brady's talking about. Yeah, Both govern though. Both govern the young bucks. Okay, so you're gonna make both of them the most important person in the world. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're not gonna be. They ain't gonna be coming out as they used to be. They'd be coming out in the angry Adon- not the angry Adonis look. <laughs> you know, with the makeup in on. From the, the young buckaroos. Whatever you want to call him. Oh my god. What? Why? Well, why? Because, you know, I, I like to see a, a, a gimmick like that. that. That would be a best gimmick for them. So, for your own personal satisfaction, you'd like to see? Yeah. That? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That is, that is something. It is, you know, they don't come in uh, as engineer you know, look alike, you know. Yeah. So, like, what I my idea with the Young Bucks, Matt, just, just for the record, would have been I would like to have it revealed that they're bloody suits, that they're actually associates of Ray Lewis, even though they were only children at the time. Uh, and so, I'm not they, touching they, that one. They, listen, they ran away just like he did, they were innocent of all charges. But they continue to wear the suits out of solidarity with their good friend Ray Lewis. Yeah, I got nothing. I got, nothing. got nothing. Yeah, I, I I am at a rare loss for words. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good one. I I thought it was a good one. I thought you were gonna have them as escapees from the Neverland ranch or something and <laughs> State prisoners. State prisoners. Oh, jeez. Oh, the Neverland Ranch. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'll put them in masses, you know what I'm saying? The mass Mexicans. Yeah. You can do a lot of things. I had a punchline in my head, but I'm trying to work through it. I don't want to just shout stuff off at the top of my head, you know, but, you know, you're talking about, like, the Neverland Ranch, and I'm just picturing, like, Michael Jackson chasing him around, being like, Maddie, are you okay? You okay? Right. 
You know, so I, yeah. It'll be okay. Bubbles will be there. <laughs> the monkey <Drink>. bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> monkey bubbles. Drink some more of this juice. It'll be fine. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think it puts the juice in the basket. I, I think uh, <laughs> I think that could be a fun little project for next week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask everybody to think of a way to reinvent somebody and make them a main eventer. And the further from the main event possible, the better. And the more ridiculous, honestly, will probably be better, too. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not going to be around because... And the best part is Ratboy won't be there. That's the bonus. Because you know why? Until he's there. I'll be in your neck of the woods next Tuesday night. Okay. Where are you going to be? So I know I'll be uh, I'll be right there in Bristol at the Brink Bingo Hall, calling Bingo. What Bingo Hall? There's a Bingo Hall called the Goodwill Bingo, right there by the by the Eagle Diner, right around the corner from the Eagle Diner, on 13. Goodwill. Yeah, on 13. Bingo? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Oh yeah. Right. Well, they even have yeah. a Facebook page. Yeah, Goodwill Go Bingo. Bingo. I'll have to join you sometime. Yeah. They, 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 do it, they do it on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay. And they got one on Thursday nights, too. Maybe we'll do a show from there. How great would that be? Do a live remote. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Howard's been trying to get me to do a live remote for five years now, Rap. I, I, I know. I keep telling him we got to go on the road. We have to, man. We have to go back to those conventions that we used to do, man. Like a old time. Uh, yeah. we, we talk about going live and all of a sudden Rat Boy invites himself. I see how he does but, it. But I tell you what, no, no. Why is that? This is what he does. Why is that? Because the best place to see these wrestlers of today. All right? On TV. You know, just like like me. I, I ran into New Jack, you know, at the table and he gave me the middle finger so I give back to Bray Hicks. He did do that. Why didn't you give it yeah. back to New Jack? Because he was scared. <laughs> yeah. He was too busy picking on Virgil. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, yeah. So he um he, he we went so it, this was uh this it was a little it was probably the year before you started, Matt. We did a convention. It was me, Kathy, Maestro, and uh Ratboy was at our table. It was like an in the room table. At this um, WrestleFest convention thing. And mm-hmm. um, New Jack was there. A bunch of wrestlers were there. And I was fine with Ratboy mingling with most of them. They were really nice. Jinder Mahal was there. He was awesome. Which is like yeah. all these great, like, but Ratboy kept saying, I'm going to get New Jack and I'm going to bring him over to the table. And up until that point, I had met New Jack a number of times. He terrified me. He almost tasered me because he was swinging it around like the big boss man. So like I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of this guy. And Ratboy said, "I'm gonna go get him." I'm gonna, I said, "Ratboy, you go. Do not come back. I don't want him following me here. I'm scared of this guy. He is legitimately terrifying." And uh, God rest his soul. Um, Ratboy walked away, mm-hmm. and he came back, Matt, and he and he had his phone with him. Ratboy did. And he said, New Jack had a message for you. 
and it was a picture of New Jack giving the finger to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine imagine my fear, the terror. Uh, Did you sleep that night after that? No, because like you're never really safe from New Jack. Even now, again, God, right? God rest his soul. I still don't feel safe from him. Yeah, don't look outside oh, the window boy. right now. Yeah, I tell you what, that was the best day that I ever had because that was the uh that earlier that night before Barry came pick me up. I went to go see Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart at the pool at the Harris. Come home, Brady picked me up. We shot back to his uh. His house in Philly to go get something because he left something there. Then we went to uh, Dungeon. Yeah, by the way, Kelly was beyond elated that I brought Ratboy back to the house. I'm oh, sure she was. She looked at him as if I had, like, picked a dead squirrel up out of the street and, like, laid it in the living room while I went to get a, get a newspaper. Was this How else is she supposed to react? I mean, come on. Yeah. What's that, man? Oh, come on, that's my character. You, you got to look dirty and scruffy and all. Yeah, I can rap, you know? It's his persona. What was that, Was Matt? that her first exposure to Rap Boy? That was her only exposure to Rap Boy because it was made very clear that if it happened again, that would be it. I'm only playing Rap Boy. Uh, I, 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 I no, he's character. not. I was yeah, long. Well, you, I mean, you, you heard about how Rap Boy ruined... Bruce Wirt's marriage, right? We've talked about this on air. Oh, yeah. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I have. Now I'm okay, curious. So, so Bruce Wirt, he's been married, He's much like the Nature Boy, he's been married a number of times now. Mm-hmm. But in the way back machine, you know, we go back to around when he first met Rap Boy. And Rap Boy, um, I, I, I want to tell you to interrupt me if I'm wrong, but don't. Like, find a way uh-huh. to interject to correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, okay. basically, Bruce Wirt drove Ratboy home one time. And his wife said, I don't want him in the car again. Okay. And all things were good until one day, Bruce Wirt was driving to a wrestling show in the pouring rain. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I called Bruce, told him, told him to come pick me up at the river line. He told me to stop walking. <laughs> I stopped walking and they picked me up right there at the intersection of the highway where he where they picked me up at on the curb. Okay. So the way so the way on the curb. So this is exactly how Bruce Ward described it to me. Um, it was the pouring rain. He's getting off the exit, and Rat Boy is walking along the curve of the exit to get off the oh. highway. You're not supposed to be doing that, but okay. No. And when he gets in, you know, like, think of, like, the wettest dog that you can imagine. Okay. Yeah. Wet, muddy yeah. dog. <laughs> Bruce Work got divorced that year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that, Poor is guy. that correlation or causation? I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, but we had, doing, we had a good time doing that stuff. You know? <laughs> had a good time divorcing him. Well, if, yeah, it's good that you had fun, but Bruce had to get divorced after that. Yeah, it didn't end well. It wasn't, it wasn't my fault. 
sounds it like it might have been your fault. It was his it, fault, it, to be fair. It, it, it's, it's not Rat Boy's fault, but he calls a guy, says, hey, can you pick me up? And his response is, yeah, start walking. And the more and Albert came in the car, picked me up. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Even yeah. though Rat Boy, I, I think... I, I like we didn't. I had seen you at shows. Like I used to see you at like ISPW. I had done yeah. like, I had done like, um, kind of like in ring interviews and stuff like that for Tommy's shows. And I yeah. think that's how I. That's when I met you. I think, but I didn't really get to know you until we started doing the live remotes at Fox and Hound for the WWE yep. pay per view. Yep, but shoot, Fox is there. Yeah, we we'd go to King of Prussia, and, and we were with WNGC at the time, and I was doing in the room, but this was for VOC Nation, which was an entirely separate thing at the time. It was a an AM yeah. radio show on WNGC. So we'd set up live remotes from the Fox and the Hound, and we'd sit there and talk about the wrestling shows and interview people during the pay-per-views. Back, this was before the WWE Network. And yep. In, in conjunction with that, Bill Apter had an agreement with the Fox and the Hound, so he would come every month and he'd bring wrestlers with him to sign autographs and and talk with people. So, like, it was this whole big kind of schmaz. You know, it was Bill Apter, it was the wrestlers, it was the radio show with, with me and Bruce and the other co-hosts, and, um, of course, we had goofballs, surfacing from the the woodwork much like we do now and that's how i met you rat boy yeah and, and she's in a sexy lot of uh boy mates too keep on buying us drinks getting us drinks and all we don't have to go nowhere <laughs> yeah. Man, is that place still there i think i so. believe i believe it's still there i'm not sure Lots and the hound king of Pro- i really missed that they stopped well, when the WWE no permanently closed, they're gone. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. And how sad is this, Matt? I, <laughs> oh. I just googled them. You last visited there eleven years ago, <laughs> according to Google. You know. <laughs> oh wow! It, 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 it does, yeah. it, it's a it's a stark reminder of uh, of how quickly time passes when you're not paying attention to it. Yeah. Wait a minute! It had been eleven years. Yeah, because, yeah, because the network it, started ten years ago. Right, because what it is that that's when the uh, Superfly Snicker Bash was around, two thousand eleven. Uh yeah. Well, that would be a lot more than eleven years, but yeah. Yep. That because was that's, that's when uh, we were promoting the uh, the Algerian. Uh, uh, I was the manager of Algerian Nightmares one night. We done a yeah, couple videos there. Yeah. It's on YouTube by Bill Rathner. Put it out on YouTube to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nigerian Nightmares meet the Rat Boy. Mm-hmm. The Nigerian Nightmares, yep. And, uh, and after that, we went to the convention that, that day before the, before the uh, Superfly Bash. Yeah. Is that on Netflix? What is that we went to the Netflix? Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. And after that, then we went to. Um, there's other places here in Jersey where the, uh, the best was 
I was in the back. Shooting flash Luger came up to me and said, listen, I'm not going to hurt you or nothing in the ring. I'm just going to put the cake in your face. I said, that's okay. Just what, that's just what you want to hear, reassuring words from Superfly Jimmy Snuka. I'm yeah, not going to no, hurt no, you. thank you. I'm not going <laughs> to hurt you. If I hurt you, I won't remember it. No, I, I guess I shouldn't. I apologize. No, he, he liked me a lot, though. You know, I liked him, too. And Cow, yeah. I, I keep in touch with Cow once in a while when I'm down in that area. He was upset at me one time, and I thought he was going to rip my throat out. It was awful. Actually, I, mean, I got... never upset him after that. Actually, I got something. Hang on. Let me get it. It's up here. Hang on. If this is his head, I'm hanging up on him. This is Jimmy Snooker's head. That's it. He's going to be suspended uh, for a whole week. Yeah, there have been one. Uh, is that his head? No, like his head. It's his Hold head. On. What is that? <laughs> is, it a is that a tumor? Is that no, a coconut? It's a coconut. A coconut. I thought it was his head. I really did. <laughs> it is his it head. Is, it, is, it is his it's head. Not, it's <laughs> not Jimmy's head. It's a coconut. But he's going to go for it. Why does it have a monkey on the other side? Well, you got my mom and dad got this from the Mardi Gras when he went down. Oh, so you took that to get him to sign it? Yes. And he said you were the first one who ever gave me a coconut to sign. I can't imagine that's true. Yeah, I, I, I would can't. think that's the hell that he was living. Yeah, because I think he probably signed 10,000 coconuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but not like this one, I feel like Balls Mahoney saying you're not, the first person to like give me an autograph a chair. Yeah. yeah. Not like yeah. this one, yeah. though. That's yeah. <laughs> my precious coconut. You know, if anybody comes bothering me, I just got to pick this up and smash him over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I got you. You know, but, but we had a good time doing, doing, doing that. Uh, Those were good days. Show. Those were good days. Yeah. Remotes, the conventions. Oh yeah, that boy hopping on Howard Finkel's way, our girlfriend's back, and Howard Finkel getting upset. Oh yeah, Namar. He didn't like me at all. Namar doing an impression of Bruno. Namar did really good impressions. I should get him on sometime just to do some impressions with us. You should. Like I, I used to joke around with Malcolm and get him to do impressions. Namar was really good at it. He could do Hulk Hogan, and he sounded just like him. He could do uh, Bruno. He did Bruno San Martino once at a show. Right, he's just like talking like Bruno, but he was all like rambling about. Uh, I, I, no, I can't do the voice, Howard, and I apologize. But he'd be like, you know, um, he, he, in his Bruno voice, he'd be like, oh yeah, he'd be talking about when he invented the butterfly net, or like <laughs> when he invented Google. Like he was the first one to use Google, and other people will say it, but it was him. It was. He he was doing it way back when nobody knew what Google was, and, but Namar is doing this on a live microphone at the big event in New York. Yep. And Ted DiBiase came running over, so excited to talk to Bruno, like so excited. He where is he coming pushing people out? Come run! And he sees Namar talking. Matt, I've never seen a wrestler's heart break in half right in front of me. But he was so simultaneously sad and disappointed in us at the same time for doing that. It was it was sad. Well, I don't know. Karma yeah, we gotta get we gotta get him on. 
<laughs> and put it this way. The biggest thing that what Bruce said, that somebody came up to me with a bottle and they want me to autograph it. Mm-hmm. A piece of trash. They want me to autograph it for him. And I've done it. How, how fitting. Did, weren't you talking to Chris Jericho when he walked into the room? Yeah, I talked to Chris Jericho. He said, where you been hanging out? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. He came up with me. being nice. Everybody knows Rat Boy. It's the funniest thing. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Kind of like Kathy. Kathy's like, oh, yeah, like I was best friends with Sherry. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like watching the Hall of Fame and like Sherry mentions Kathy during her speech. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what is that? Kathy was Rat- there that night when shit on uh, Scary Sherry was at uh, the old ECW arena. Yeah. What happened that something happened to her makeup. She had, she had uh, some glitter in her eyes and all. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't see right that night. And Kathy was there to help her out. Okay. Because, uh, and after that, then, I think, that's Kathy for you. She helped Helped around with that, you know. That was Kathy. Remember, remember the shirt we sold for Kathy, right? How are you? You've heard of this, right? Have you ever been to the VOC Nation shop? No. Okay. Uh-oh. So if you go to VOC Nation and you click on vir- merchandise, yeah, it'll take you to the Pro Wrestling Tees store. Hmm. And Kathy has a T-shirt. It's a picture of her black van, and it says "Better Call Kathy." <laughs> Instead of better call Saul with the car, it's amazing. Right? Wow. The graphic designer was incredible with it, but that's how she's known because she drives everybody to their hotel. Wow. That came out wrong, Kathy. I apologize, but you drive everybody where they need to go. Is that before or after she's done working on the pole? Well, I guess the pole. She only does that what twice a year. Twice a year? Okay. Yeah. So not as often. Okay. Not as often. No. No. <laughs> I love you, Kathy, though. <laughs> uh, don't ask her. She loves you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I can't find it. I can't find what I was looking for. <laughs> well, that's probably good. Yeah. The first T-shirt that the VOC Nation made was a picture of me. Saying, I love cheesecake when I buy another. Remember that shirt? Yeah, it was a white one, right? Yeah. Yeah. With my picture on it. Yep. Yep, I remember that. Then we made the yellow one with Rat Boy, or was that you that made that? I made that one. That was the whole Kogan one, but it was Rat Boy. Yeah, I made that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have any on the shop right now. We'll have to get our uh, designer back to... Now that things are starting to pick up again, I feel like we could sell some merch. Well, well, I got the uh, one guy down Columbus that I talk to all the time. I got him on yeah. Facebook, and he's a good friend. He made me a good shirt with my picture on it, tie-dye okay. shirt. You know, we could go high yeah. tie stuff. I'm not really thrilled with the shirt. They made shirts for, like, most of the personalities on VOC, Howard. And it was like, I was never really thrilled with mine because mine is just like, me standing there like within the room underneath it like it was like lame you know right. I a cool one like like for Stroh's like we had this um uh, my friend my friend Steve Anderson he was with the show I remember that shirt yeah so my friend Steve Anderson uh he he was with PWI for a while he was with WoW uh he was a writer a photographer and he also did a lot of those early illustrations in the magazine like the cartoons 
if you remember those. Yeah. And so we commissioned him to do a shirt for Stroh. And it was his, you know, it was his exclusive artwork for this shirt. It was um, the three faces of, of Maestro. And it was like, it was like the gorgeous George from Smoky Mountain. It was um, the Maestro. And it was like his current version with like Dorothy. Oh, okay. It was pretty cool. It was really wow. cool, actually. Yeah. And that's another shirt you can get on VOCNation.com. Just click on the merch. I'll have to check that out. Buy the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. Did we lose Rap? Oh, there he is. Wait, wait, we got, we got to bring back Put the old classic. We got to bring back the old classic show. My picture that I love cheesecake on. He, he might lose you, but he'll always find it, find you again. He'll find a way in. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Even if it's through the pipes. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. You never know. I might dress like an old lady come to the, uh, the ECW uh, Super 8 uh, show. You never know. Did you say you might dress like an old lady and come to the Super 8 show? Yeah. Adrian Adonis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be sitting in the front row with my cane. So I could, so I could jump on, um, what's his name, uh, Finnegan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on him. That'd be okay. great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you don't have the 20 bucks to get in, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> He'll find yeah. a way in. Unless Howard brings you. I got $20 worth of quarters. That's what I always tell <laughs> I'm not going my that way. I said, you're going to have to walk out to the highway on the outskirts of Trenton in order for me to get you. You'll have to be on the shoulder. Right, Brady will pick, pick you up and start walking. Yeah, because my wife didn't say not to let you in the car. Wait a minute. You had to come through Trenton and get the freehold. Yeah, but I drive on the outskirts and stay on the... You know, I stay on the shoulder on the outside. You got, you got to take the Burlington Bristol Bridge over? That's too not, far away, man. You got to take Burlington Bristol. Right, you're going backwards. You If you come... Right He's going to go up the turnpike bridge. Drive right off the bridge. Huh? I'm going to drive right off the bridge. Right yeah. off. That's all you had to do. I route take, one. I take listen. route one. I am listening, but that's what I do. Route one on the 29th. From 29, you're going to take a highway. Yeah, by the by, where the, the baseball stadium is there. Right, right, right by the stadium. Yeah. Right. I can meet I can meet you there. Don't worry about it. Okay. Where you can take a, you can take the Calhoun Street Bridge and get on 29 from there. You can you can take the uh the Trenton Makes and get on 29 from there. All bridges connect to 29. Okay. Just easier to say okay. <laughs> You know? I, I know. I hear you. You're right. But it's, but it's a beautiful walk on the Delaware Road because I've done that earlier today. Mm -hmm. I took a walk on that, on that, that, that little uh, path they have along the Delaware. Did you walk on the Delaware? Yeah. Okay. We got, a, we got a walkway. Like Jesus? Yeah, it goes from here all the way up to uh, Hopewell. And past Hopewell yet. Okay. Past Lamberville. 
Cass Lambertville. Okay. Although all we have to do is Delaware Water Gap by her. Okay. He was he was reenacting the crossing into Delaware with George Washington. Mm-hmm. He was reenacting Jesus. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like a long walk from from here to Delaware Water Gap. I'm going to try it one day for a couple of days road trip. Walk trip. You should just walk to Freehold if you're going to walk. Right, if you're going to walk that far, just yeah. keep running walking. Well, I, I wasn't even going to tell him the show's not in Freehold, but yeah, you should walk to Freehold. Right, walk, walk over to Freehold. It'll be fine. That's the old uh, place where they uh, had to drink a clown uh, school at, wasn't it? Uh, no, but it's near there. It's called 123 Contact, whatever that is? Yeah, it's not the same building. Okay. Where they are is Morganville. It's um, kind of right off the parkway. Yeah, it's right off the parkway. Yeah, okay, the yeah. parkway. Right, right by Route 9. Okay. Yep. You got it, homie. Yeah, off of Route 9. Okay. Anything Anything else, Ratboy? I think um, we haven't filled two hours, but I think we're about done. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Howard knows about this. I've been looking all over for it. But you're the only one to talk to Bruce about it. You got to talk to Bruce about it. Okay. I'm looking for a video. Okay. Okay. Was this a road trip to Atlanta? It's that that, that one with you chasing me down down the highway in a mess. I, I can't find down. that one. He took it down because of the way the world is today. He didn't want us getting in trouble. Oh, he can put it up back. He can put it up now. Okay. Because we've been looking for it, and people want to see that one. I could ask Bruce. He does have it. He just he took it down from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kept on looking for it so people could see... See all the stuff that we used to do, you know. And that I was fun. That that was fun. It was. It was you, fun did, to do. That. Did you hear that one, Howard? We um. No. We we hopped in a van. Again, this was for the radio show. We hopped in a van. Uh, me, Bruce, Namar, and Albert, who were the other two guys on the show with me, with us, and Radboy. And we hopped in a van and we drove to NW to uh, Atlanta. A pickup for the truck. NWA Legends fan fan fest. Yeah, it wasn't a van; it was a pickup truck. And we drove all the way to Atlanta with Ratboy for the NWA Legends fan fest in 2011. And it was great. We interviewed almost everybody there. Uh, yeah. You know, we had a table. We had some wrestlers there signing for us. We had DDP, Jimmy Hart, Jim Neidhart. And us, Luke and we, Gallows, were doing, Luke we, were doing, we were doing radio show from there, you know. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Even though I had to, at one point, Rat Boy, I, I got out to like use the bathroom, and Rat Boy took the Luchador mask out of my bag and put it on his face, and then he was like licking his lips. Howard, he was like. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing I did when I got to Atlanta was wash my mask. I thought you were throwing it away. 
No, I couldn't because, um, <laughs> first of all, it's a very sentimental mask to me. Right. It's one of the first characters that I portrayed. Uh, but we took masks, Albert and I, uh, because we walked around the show floor like we were luchadors and people interacted with us thinking that we were actually luchadors. And it was amazing. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we even we I even have a picture I'll have to share it with you. How in fact I'm gonna try and find it now. It was um me face to face with Bill Apter, and Bill Apter had no idea that it was me. That was crazy. He just thought I was like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find that right now. I wanna find that. It really was amazing. Oh, that's great. Because he's just taught one of our listeners actually, uh Jay Hinchy, his name is. He's uh he lives down in Atlanta. He took the picture. And he sent it right to me. I'm putting it on the messenger right now, Howard, so you can see this. It's you ain't Albert, right? It was amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're both wearing like suits and our masks and flirting with the Spanish chambermaids and walking around signing autographs and taking pictures and kissing babies and it was just amazing. I, I tell you what, uh, you know, Tony Atlas. He really put my name out there mm -hmm. when he was at, when he was down on the He was he was talking about the super fast snooker bash at the time, and I was there and I heard him like he was talking about the super fast. I said, "Who's that talking?" Right? He yeah. said, "I saw this kid. He got smashed with a cake in his face. Man, I was gonna go up to him and lick it off of him." <laughs> and I was trying to appear and said, "Oh, there he is." Where's the case? <laughs> but in that in that year, 2011, that's when I got injured, shattered my collarbone. That's all history. Yeah. Oh, well. Did you Everything see the power of sending the couple that I have handy? Pretty amazing. They're in the chat. And, and plus, on the way home. <laughs> On the way home. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, my I, gosh. Now I have a collection. I probably have 20 of these Luchador masks, and I'll mix them up, you know, but that's something I always like doing, like going to appearances as if I'm one of the wrestlers and watching people, like, falling all over me. It's so much fun. That's I'm great. Find the table, I must have signed 30 autographs. Like, people were, like, lining up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Taking pictures of it. I was really close at the time with um God, what the hell is his name? Shows how close I am now. Luke Gallows. Okay. Yeah, Luke Gallows. Yep. So it was after he was in WWE. The first time with the Straight Edge Society and he was done. And he was there. He did he did the one day he did um the three faces of Luke Gallows, like signing opportunity. It was a uh, Festus, you know, like that. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Festus. Uh -huh. Festus. It was uh, big, big LG, and it was fake Kane. And he was signing yep. autographs for all of them and taking pictures and stuff. I, I, at least I got him over to the table so we could talk to, to, to us. I, I, I was going to say, like, he saw me walking around with the mask and he pulled me over and he was asking who I am. And I just like lifted the mask and winked at him, and he started. He was laughing like out of control. That's great. He was an awesome guy. To this <laughs> day, yeah, he's to going. This, to this, he married to um, what's her name that you said had to 
They're they're divorced. Now. Huh? They're divorced now. They're divorced now. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah Amber O'Neill. Yeah. Um, he um to this day he's one of two wrestlers who have done an interview on this show from a strip club. <laughs> oh man. The other one being Eddie Kingston. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Kingston. He he's a he he's 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 doing the interview. This is amazing. Luke Gallows too, because like he couldn't hear half of what we were saying, and you you hear them making the announcements in the background and stuff. Right. Oh, <laughs> you know, now it's Dave, Kathy, all that stuff. And, oh uh, gosh. You know, uh, no, but um, Eddie Kingston. Some girl came up to him, and he he's talking. He's like, he's like, honey, I'm doing an interview. I'll be right with you. And she grabs the phone out of his hand, and she holds it up, and she yells, "Give him the job." And then she hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he called back. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, I did an interview. Give him the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, because because that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all we had to do, you know, you get time. That's your Ring of Honor champion now. Yep. Yeah. A featured AEW performer. Eddie's a good guy. I always liked him. I I've known him from uh, back in the day, doing the um. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah. From PWE. I've, I've known him. I've known him from PWI when he was first starting out. When he was a member of like Blackout and CZW. And like I wow, because I I did I used to do the introducing columns. You know, like. Yeah, you remember how like they pro- so God. I'm, I'm not him like I'm not him like PWU. Todd Gordon got the in a, at the arena back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and Johnny Kelly awesome did high five. And Johnny Kelly did have a a good turnout yesterday. You know, on uh, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jojo. Yeah, that you was know. um. That was something. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Howard. Like, I did, like, this is before, like, Inside Wrestling and The Wrestler went away. Because they were doing, like, two introducings a month there for a while, you know? Right. I I introduced. I was on a run, man. I I mentioned, I think it was last week, how I had had, uh, done the introducing for Rowan. I didn't even know it was him at the time. Right, yeah. Before of Marius. It was uh, 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 this guy out of Winnipeg. uh, Kenny Omega, I think his name was. Yeah, I, mean, so, young, yeah, young, I think I heard of him. Yeah, the Young Bucks. <laughs> um, Madison Rain. Wow. Davari. Arya Davari. Um, yeah, no, there were a bunch of them. That was fun. That was like, because like at the time, none of them meant any. Brody Lee was another one. I was really close with Brody Lee. Because I was like one of the first people to give him exposure in the U.S. He was like a, like a no-name Chikara guy at the time. Right. His biggest claim to fame was that his roommate, like, so Brody was trying to get into WWE because of his size and everything, and like he he was starting to gain some traction. He lived up in Rochester, New York, and um, he was out of town, and WWE was in Rochester, and they called to see if they could get him to come out to do extra work. Right, and he could he couldn't because he was out he of town. Couldn't. Oh, so he so he told them, you know what, my roommate is a wrestler, and you know maybe you can use him, and I'd love to do it in the future. 
and his roommate ended up getting a three-year contract with WWE. It was that guy, I'm trying to think of his name. He was on their ECW brand. He was like a kind of like a one, two, three kid. Like he, you know, like an Ellsworth kind of like Wolfbrack. Uh, what's his name? Wolfbrack. Wolfbrack. No, 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 no matter how many times you say him, it wasn't him. Um no. I'm trying to think. Let me see. WWE. ECW, yeah, his roommate ended up getting a contract. There's a lot of them, though. Colin, Colin Delaney, Colin Delaney. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, so he he was with WWE for like two or three years, and uh, by the time he got released, they signed Brody to a developmental deal. So. Yeah, and wow. Cut, 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 I yeah. think. Wait a minute. Are you the one that you should go out with? Um, oh, what's her name? The cat. Yeah. Tracy, Stacy Carter. Tracy, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Stacy, Stacy Carter. Right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What would happen to her? We should get her on a show. Yeah, she's a real estate agent in Florida. I'm oh, really? Florida, Texas. Texas. Oh, really? Back in Texas, yeah. That was uh, Jerry Lawler's ex-wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were she saying... Was, I, I thought you were I, saying... I, I, I'm, one one three, three, I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore. Oh. I'm only oh. playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was really nice back in the day. Very nice. I only Who's met Stacey? her once. Who, Stacy? Yeah. Oh, I met her once. I sweet her the last but time I had her on the show, conventions. the last time I had her on the show, she was doing updates from the hospital when Jerry Lawler had his heart attack. So that was what ten years ago, at least. I don't know, like probably that. More. Probably God, more. I think I've seen her. Yeah, probably ten. Yeah, ten or more. Yeah. Last time I seen her was at uh, at the convention right here in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Her and there was, um, oh, what's her name? Can't even think of her name now. I don't know, but when we were, when when we Holly, were Holly, Molly, Holly, yes, she gave me a, a free video of her with her autograph on it. <laughs> okay, same day. when we were in, um, <laughs> Howard, when, when we were in Atlanta for the NWA show, Jerry Lawler was at the table opposite us, right? I got a picture and, of that. And I, um, I was really nervous because I've always been a Jerry Lawler guy. And obviously, like, you know, because, like, I do commentary and I do this kind of stuff. And I, I do kind of pride myself on being a little quick-witted on, you know, like, yeah, kind of like him, I think. You know, like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm, you know, Jerry Lawler or anything by any stretch. But, like, you know, I always tried to model myself off to him, off after him with, like, the jokes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, like, the quick kind of witty responses right and um so i actually called stacy we're at the convention i'm sitting at the table and i was like hey like your ex-husband is like sitting right across from me and i really want to talk to him like what should i <laughs> say so that i don't just like creep him out or whatever and she's like oh you know you should just go talk to him you guys are like pretty much like the same person like you'll get along <laughs> and i'm like okay 
<laughs> so I go up to him and I said, I hear, you know, I was talking with Stacy, you know, and I hear like we have a lot of the same kind of humor and everything. And he looks at me, Howard, just deadpan. He goes, oh, well, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, you guys. But, but that's, that's what I expect from him, though. Like that's what you right. expect from Jerry Lawler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like what I would say if somebody said that. Like. You right. Know, yeah, we, oh gosh. He was sitting with somebody. He was sitting with somebody. I think he was sitting with um. Oh, I forgot his name. He was sitting he was with somebody there one day. Right. Right. It was like the table got split like three different days, three different people. Yeah. I don't remember who, who else was there. Uh, I got a picture of him and somebody else sitting down next to Jerry. Yeah. Rat Boy, Boy is like their worst nightmare at a convention because he doesn't want pictures with you. He just goes around taking pictures of people at their tables. <laughs> Usually with their back turned. R right. Right. This is Jerry Lawler's back. Here it is. Did I, mean, <laughs> were, did I tell you anything to Virgil? No. Yeah. Oh, I thought no. Virgil, this this was back at that um WrestleFest thing in New Jersey that the four of us were at, right? So Virgil is at the table and what to the left of us is Virgil, you know, with his banner that says end Virgil because he folds over the million dollar man part. <laughs> right. Right. So so he had and and his uh, million dollar title that he had. Okay. That was to our left. To the right, I think was like Sandman and Raven. And um, yeah, we were like in the corner. And um, Ratboy at that show, he brought his cardboard title. He had a championship. It's called the Rat Trap title. <laughs> and it's cardboard. He he would bring it cardboard and duct tape, and he'd bring it with. It was rubber. It was rubber. I, I still got it. Okay. I still got it. Can you show Howard? Can I, can I pull it out real quick? Yeah, that'll Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out, please. Now I can finish the story because I gave <laughs> right? you what to do. I, I tell you uh, what, uh, pull it out and save it for Thursday. No, pull it out now. I want to see it. Yeah, he wants to see it. Can't be there Thursday. Pull right, it out. Quick, quick, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> so he swapped out his title with Virgil's title and didn't tell him. Oh, jeez. So Virgil turns around and he's got like this cardboard title sitting in front of him on the table. Oh, and Rat Boy's Rat Boy next door has a million dollars. <laughs> he's threatened to kick the crap out of him. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's so funny. I think Stro oh. had to intervene. Stro like was like the intermediary. He like gave him the belt back and gave Rat Boy his piece of crap back. And yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, so we have Stro to blame because Rat Boy's still alive. Uh, yeah. And in that <laughs> instance, I mean, there are many cases. Right. Where, uh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least in that instance. Yeah. He literally almost died on an operating table. Oh my God. He went in the attic. Oh boy. We're getting the box here. That's not it. That's a toy title. This one. No. How do you have all these belts? He stole Pickle. them all. Yeah, but where's the rat trap? Type? Where's the rat trap? That's what we're looking for. I can go on WWE shop if I want any of these. I can go to Amazon and have them here tomorrow. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I need to do one. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Red Trent Chip. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is what he used to bring to shows. Oh my gosh. Well, I got the tag team too, see? Yeah, I see. That's oh, jeez. That's, That's great. No, the Red Trap is great. You can imagine the dismay on Virgil's part. Oh, and now I understand why Virgil wanted to kill him. First, he rolled in there, and like, there wasn't a restaurant for him to bring his own sandwich to and get kicked out of. Like there usually is. That's, God, I have so many Virgil stories, and like, they, I know the guy's not in good health, but like, these are part of the reason why like people have been. He's actually managed to stay relevant because of the meat sauce stuff and all the other and and all the crazy hijinks over the years. Like he's. He's as big now as he was in 1991. It's 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 amazing. You know, he's got like I can yeah. remember, like I can remember oh. one time Legends of the Ring, Legends of the Ring. Kathy came in and she's like, Virgil's outside. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he thought he bought a table and he didn't, so he set out his table in the parking lot in front of the in front of the entrance. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And there's a restaurant there that he got kicked out of for bringing his own Wawa hoagie in there. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. You got oh, you got a fan on here, Howard. You got a fan on here, Howard. Mark three six three six three six three six. Wow, I like the bald head, Howard. I have no idea who that is. I guess it's a listener who's not used to looking at you. No. Yeah. Channel Thursdays. You'll you'll see me again. If he goes live with it, you're going to see him. Yeah, yeah. as long as I go live with it, yeah. yes, I mean, we'll have another income. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, Howard, I'm glad it's you that had the bald head and not me. Oh, geez. Well, you know, not oh, everybody's yeah, perfect. I bald head, but I'll my hair back. I'm thinking about growing my hair long, long like Rat Boy so I can be more like Paul Heyman. To <laughs> me, everybody said I look like uh, the country singer Ruin Nelson. Yeah. I'll be wrestling again. That that would be a good tune for me. I'd be wrestling again. Like huh? like Willie Nelson on his like if they put him in hospice care or something like. Yeah. Uh, uh, speak, speaking of and uh, and, and I and I hate oh, yeah, to yeah. Seg segue no, it this no, way, no, but no, it's a good segue because as soon as I said it, I felt bad. Yeah, you know, there's some concern on you know they call him an ex WWE superstar, but he really wasn't, but. You know, Steve McMichael actually making it to the Canton induction because he's in such bad health. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's, he's not in good shape. He's not. He had he had some kind of MRSA or something that he's yeah. battling now or something. It's, well, he had Lou Gehrig's before that, right? So, yes. Yeah. And it's just, it yeah, doesn't look good, good for him over the next yeah. couple of weeks. I, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say on a far more personal note, um, because I do believe in the power of collective prayer, believe it or not. Um, huge fan of the secret. I think like when everybody dedicates their thoughts to something, it magnifies and it. So anyway, Granny Holkster's husband is not really not doing well. Yes, he's not. Yeah. Yes. And we need to pray yeah. for him and for her as well. She's, yeah. Um, yeah. she's worried about her finances. She's uh, basically living at the hospital right now while they waited out because he doesn't have very long. So if yeah. everybody could please say a prayer for David, uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, well, we've, had I got him, I got we've, had him, we've had him on the show 
you know, through her in the past. He, he's a fantastic gentleman and, and um, yeah, just a, such a nice family. As much yeah, as I absolutely. Her, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is all in fun. Yes, it I is. Like, yes. Unlike Rat Boy, it is all in fun. Yes. Right. It's all fun, you know. We, uh, I like doing this stuff for the wrestlers, you know, make them yeah. laugh at me. What was your idea? What was your idea? My idea is His idea. let's take a road trip to Granny Hulkster's house at, at the next convention and surprise her. Well, I'll actually not be far from there tomorrow. I'm actually flying to Tulsa, Oklahoma, there and back tomorrow. Oh, you really? So be, That's funny. Yeah. I, I got to open a store right outside of Tulsa, and I'm, oh, I'll be wow. getting back about midnight tomorrow night. Watch out for those Texas tornadoes there. Yeah. Some of them don't have a leg to stand on, but, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, um, my, 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 my wife was telling me about a, um, a, a pa paraprofessional at her school. And I made the joke. I said, I didn't know that you had paraprofessionals at your school. She's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, is the school even like wheelchair accessible? <laughs> Get it? Para Never mind. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. No, um, no, oh, Howard, it's, it's funny that, you, that you're going to Tulsa because I was supposed to book a trip in early March to Oklahoma City. And... The flights are astronomical. Uh, well, it's funny. I tried booking through Expedia. I booked through Expedia, and I okay. tried to get round round trip flights because I wanted to do it all in a day. And yeah. I got done picking my connecting flight to Tulsa and then back again. And it tells me that there's not enough time between flights. I'm like, these are the flights you're giving me. Right. So then I booked I booked one way from Philly to Tulsa, and then one way from Tulsa back to Philadelphia and got the same exact flights that I was trying to book round trip. Wow. Okay. But direct flights? No, of course. No, yeah. nobody flies directly to Tulsa. Apparently no, my, yeah. my trip out is from Philly to Chicago, then Chicago to Tulsa. And on yeah. the way back, Ooh. I fly from Tulsa all the way to DC. And I don't believe we can't make it the other 200 miles. I got to get off and fly from DC to Philly. Oh my God. Yeah. Me, I'm right next to it, it wanted to reroute me from Mudlick, Kentucky. It would have taken um, 16 hours. I'm only kidding about Mudlick, Kentucky. Well, you could have stopped in and seen him build a gym at that point. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> nothing to be afraid of. He's nothing but a country boy. I, right? I it was like 16. It was like 16 hours with like a 10-hour layover. And in like Houston or somewhere, like I'm going so far beyond where I need to go. Right. And then like, <laughs> and then the best part was $900 or something like that. Whoa. Like I, you would think I was trying to book a trip to Scandinavia. Right. Like what the hell? Oklahoma. I get. I could have driven there probably faster than 16 hours. I'm not sure about that. I might not be able to. No, but, but it would have been probably close. I would think it's close. Put me on a Greyhound, a nonstop Greyhound I can get there. Right. Could it be close? At least I could walk to the airport and catch my plane. Yeah. I could walk to the airport and catch my plane and go down to Tampa anytime I want. Yeah, well. 
Anyway, I'm not going to Oklahoma City, even though my boss wanted me to, because he doesn't like spending money. Send me. I'm fine with it. We got a lot going on here. Um, yeah, this is cost. Well, it's cost of the company yeah. probably sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars, and just an airfare. It's insane. Whoa. Like I said, you would have thought I was flying to the Middle East. I know I said Scandinavia the first time, but I'm. You got. I you got another Mercer County okay. Airport. Hey, I want to fly to Antarctica. Can I do it for cheaper than Oklahoma City? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and probably faster. And faster. <laughs> and I wouldn't have to stop in Houston. Right. Yeah. All right. Because, because uh, I catch a plane right here in Mercer. The frontier will take me. Straight oh, through. Screw Frontier. I'll never fly. I'll walk before I fly Frontier again. Oh, me too. They're the reason that I had to take a, an Uber from Fort Lauderdale to Miami because they canceled my flight without telling me. Well, no, they didn't cancel it outright. They just started earlier in the day with pushing it back an hour every hour. Until yeah. it was supposed to be like 3 in the morning, and I'm like, this isn't happening. Yeah, I, I, I got I got stranded in Atlanta for six hours because they never scheduled a co-pilot for a flight from Atlanta to Philly. Really? Oh, man. I got into an argument with them in the airport. I thought I was going to get arrested. I really did because you're not supposed to argue with people there. Right. Um, I said, she said something like, well, now you have to like, or she said, would you? No, I'm sorry. So I'm buying a ticket at the airport for this flight. And she said, do you want a seat? Because it was like Spirit or Frontier or wherever where they don't, you know, you have to buy each thing a la carte. Right, right? yeah. Uh So the way she said it was, do you want a seat? And I said, no, that's okay. I'll just sit on the floor. And she's (laughs) like, well, you have to buy a seat. And I was like, I understand that. But you asked me if I wanted to buy a seat. So if it's an option not to buy a seat, then like, yeah, I'll just stand or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll stand in the back or I'll, I'll yeah. sit in the bathroom until the flight's over. Yeah, because like, yeah, right. Because like, <laughs> right. by the time I'm done buying a seat, my eighty dollar flight is now three hundred forty dollars. That's where they get you. Yeah, they're like, do you want to breathe air or would you right. just like to hold your breath? You know. Right. <laughs> would you like? Well, a, would you like a cushion on the seat or a giant spring that goes up your asshole? What would you like? Right. You want a seatbelt with that? Your... Yeah. No, I'll take the seatbelt as extra. I'll be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a spring up your ass is five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But the cushion is seven hundred. So your choice. You know. But uh, yeah. So I got into an argument with her. I was like, "Well, you're the one that asked me if I wanted a seat. No, I don't want a seat. No, I don't want. I'm going to pay eighty dollars for this flight that said it was eighty dollars." Yeah. And that's what it, the, 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 the round trip was literally $69. I'm like, all right, well, I saved a bunch of money. And I literally got stranded for six hours, supposed to be home by like four o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't get home till after midnight by the time they rescheduled everything. And I was like, you gotta I've be got, kidding me. I've got many stories like that. Yeah. But my, my cousin, she goes on frontier and she looks for the cheapest ticket and she buys it. Boom. That's where I'm mm-hmm. going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's where I'm coming back to Trenton. You know, she buys the cheapest. That's why she goes back and forth. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. That the, the whole thing is crazy. <sighs> yeah, 
Because they can undo to go back down there sometime in a couple months to help them move into a new trailer down there. And and here's the other thing with Frontier of Spirit, and I'll stop after this because now we're past time and it's still right. ending early. Uh, <laughs> my nonsense has now carried us an extra forty five minutes that I did. That's all. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it all is. nonsense though. So anyway, even if they're nice enough not to delay a flight or 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 cancel a flight on you. They're just as likely to load you onto that airplane, turn the air conditioning off, seal the doors, and tell you that they have to sit for God knows how long. Yeah. How many times yep. they've done that to me? There was one time, Howard, I was coming back from a convention for work, and they gave us these toy lightsabers. Right? So I, I put mine on my carry-on. You know, I, I threw it up in the luggage thing. And I sit down, I buckle the seatbelt, they turn the air conditioner off, give the speech about how we're going to sit there. And nobody's to get up because we could be leaving at any moment. And when the plane starts to just move a little, all of a sudden I hear. <laughs> and every bump it would go. <laughs> so for the next three hours. In turbulence. With every bump. My lightsaber is going off, and everybody's looking around like, what is that? <laughs> That's great. Was Only like, on Frontier. I was like, it's Frontier. When I got I, off, everybody started clapping. like They thought it was the most amazing thing. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I went down on the Frontier, I was in the back. A couple of sheets yeah. from the back. But when, when my client said we're coming back to Trenton, guess where they caught me? In the luggage. No, in the middle, in the middle of the plane where the wing was, so I can't even look out that good to see at anything. Okay, that is a horror story, Rat Boy. Yeah, next to the wing, and that power goes. I said, "Oh man!" I, I, went, I thought he was going to say the power on nothing. the wing. Yeah, I right. couldn't see it from nothing. Yeah, but I got some nice, good pictures though from the sky. Put it that yeah. way. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I can remember the first time they did the emergency exit rows thing with me. And, like, somebody had convinced me that I wanted to get it because you get more leg room. Right? But they started with, are, are you willing and able to, to help people? <laughs> if the plane, like, if the plane has to do an emergency evacuation, am I willing to stay on the plane and help people off? You know, yeah, sure. Yep. 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 I'm the only person on the flight that said no. They <laughs> <laughs> relocated me to another seat. I was like, uh, no, I want to be one of the first ones off. Right, and I want to sit right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, you got me by the door right now. It's perfect. Right. Fits right into another, my plan. And then another time I said yes, and we're flying along, and everything's great, a little bit of turbulence, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear, and I'm like, oh, what was that? And I look over, and the handle fell off the emergency exit door. Oh, that's the reassuring. Fell off, right at my feet. So I had to spend the next hour in the aisle with the two people that were next to me while the staff proceeded to tape the handle back on. Oh, um, yeah, don't tape works. It's all we good telling us that we were completely safe. If that thing had opened, even when they were trying 
Like, I had nothing holding me down. <laughs> I'm standing in the aisle. Yeah. And then, like, to kick it off, like, to, 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 to like, make it even worse, like, two months later, there was, like, that plane where, like, the door fell off. The, the, the door, door fell off, yeah. I was like, oh, great, that could have been me. Yeah. And, and, and you been watching the news that they found a door on somebody's roof? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I didn't hear that. No, yeah. I didn't hear it either. Yeah, somebody, somebody found a door on their roof, and they said and they, they, they got under investigation right now about the door. I got you. I got you. All right. So how about we get out of here? How's that sound? Right. It sounds like a great note, idea. On a good note and funny note, WCW Retro right here, Thursday night. We'll be talking about 1986. Going back in time. Back to back, back to, to the future. Back to the past. Back to the past. But not back as far as 1985. We're skipping that year. We're skipping that year. We're going to forget all about 85. Okay. Right. 86. <laughs> well, there you go. And if you want to call into WCW Retro from the incognito browser on your phone, your tablet, or your computer, just visit callvoc.com. And be sure to check out all the other great shows on the VOC Nation, uh, on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Tomorrow night, Rock and Roll Union returns. He had to take off for Valentine's Day. What a loser, I said. But, uh... <laughs> Apparently, his wife is more important than VOC Nation. Whatever. I would never yeah. do Not for a second. Um, so anyway, WCW Retro Thursday. Bumps and thumps on Sunday. Lots of great content sprinkled in between as well. Just stay tuned. VOCNation.com. Check out at VOC Nation on all your social media. And uh, yeah, that's, that's going to do it. Thank you to Steve Pena for the time tonight. I got a feeling we're going to be seeing him on TV real soon. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Best crew I could ever ask for. Thank you to all the listeners. We'll be back next week. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>